Welcome to Thought Hack. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Thought Hack. Uh, really quick shout out to our sponsors over at Catalyst Case. So um this is a conversation i've been waiting to have for a while i think we did like a podcast like forever ago like randomly Mm -hmm. but i've been trying to have this conversation with you and you don't know this but i actually heard about i forget who was telling me about driven society Mm. and i'm a very like i like organic meats person i don't like to be set up on like play dates none of that shit so i was like oh like i saw the the joint um I, I think you were doing like some type of dinner with um John Henry and them. I was like, yo, yeah, nigga, yeah. uh um Trav looks like, you know, he he's solid and he makes moves or whatever. One of these days we're gonna link. Yeah. And then like I remember just having that thought and just kinda doing my thing and it's like it's fire that we're sitting there having a conversation now. Absolutely. But um our our guest this week is Travis Weeks. Sir. And like I, I picture like applause in my head whenever I say that. We don't ever edit we'll that shit in. <laughs> Yo, thank you for having me, man. Um, same here, bro. Like um, ever since I've heard about you from the Jersey crew, from Anthony to Matt to everybody, man. So I'm glad that you know we got Anna. I seen your work too. Like um, you actually put in real work out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Um, I applaud and salute you, brother, and thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it, man. Like I low key like maybe it's like. I'm so busy, like, running around, I don't think about the stuff I do. Because yeah. even when, like, I get invited to do panels or talk, because I got, I remember someone uh, asked me, like, to do a TED Talk, and I turned it down, because mm. I was like, I don't feel like I accomplished anything to go. I know people mm. love to go do them, yeah, yeah. but I was just like, yeah, like, who am I to go tell people what to do? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm like, go give it to, like, somebody who actually, like... Right. You know what's interesting? It'd be the people that are actually doing the real work, that actually are making impact. I mean, just impacting even the lives around them. Real impact be the ones that shy away sometimes from those, like, opportunities or stage or, like, sharing their story or whatnot. I realize that because I'm, I am I share that same type of sentiment when it comes to those things. But um, I find that it'd be the ones who actually out here making real impact that be like, ah, I'm good. I don't really need that. That um that, that tension or energy. It's crazy because I feel like compared to like I'll chill with Ant, right. and uh, compared to Ant, like I'll feel like I'm just doing stuff. Because mm. I mean I prefer to like just have a good time with whatever I'm doing. Or I mean I could have made more doing like having a nine to five or something. Right. I don't know about that. I mean at some point like I could have made more having like a nine to five. So That's like it was cool. just sort of like the freedom of like nah like. Imagine now somebody saying like, "Nah, you can't go chill with your kids, or you can't right. go on vacation." It's like, dog, I'm not really built for that type of exactly. lifestyle. For sure, and then, yo, this even like you saying that point. What I learned even through this past year, like, there's <laughs> there's layers to just creatives, um, entrepreneurs, hustlers, however you want to frame it. Meaning that there's the entrepreneur that needs a certain level of stimuli. And sometimes that entrepreneur can dabble different businesses, do different things that stimulate in them. And it doesn't look 
like another entrepreneur that may seem to be more successful mm-hmm. because they have the infrastructure, they're doing things from A to Z, they're scaling in this way, like da da da. But is the entrepreneur creative that needs to find stimuli in his work? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And success to him is that he's enjoying it, that he's enjoying his space, his energy, his, his, um, his, his new stimulation that he's getting it, and he bounces around to different things. And I don't know if there's necessarily a wrong way. You know what I mean? I just, right. I, I truly believe that um, there's just different types of creatives and entrepreneurs, and there's, and there's no wrong way. Because I understand that sometimes I need, you know, stimuli in, in, in what I do, or I get tired of doing the shit I was doing two years ago. How can I test myself, or how can I, you know, Make sure that my experience while I'm here on this earth, while I'm alive, how can I do everything that's in my repertoire, everything that I'm passionate about? You know what I mean? And it may not look like somebody else's with the infrastructure or whatnot, but it's just a different experience. It's a different way that you may, you know, just be doing things. And there's and it, and nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that through experience. Like, I don't even want a title like that <laughs> anymore. You know what I mean? Because I do so many different things now at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't even want like you can give me a title. I'm, I'm a connector. I, People I try to quantify what you do though. So right. even like my kids. Mm. So like um, I remember I was talking to my man's Ralph, right? And uh, he was chopping it up, and one of his homies is like, "Yo, but like I see Reg be jumping around, and like, what does he do?" Mm. And yeah. Ralph was laughing about it. He was talking to me like, "Yeah, man, like he was asking what you do," and then he stopped and he was like. To be a hundred with you, dog. I don't even know what you do, <laughs> and I'm laughing too because I'm I like, too, I don't man. even know how to like really explain that. I just right, right, right. stuff, like yeah, I yeah. guess. So entrepreneur is like, I guess, the really easy way to like quantify that. Yeah. But then I think, like the word tech, it's kind of become this like weird fad word where now it's like I don't even want to be attached to it, right? Because it kind of just sounds played like the word influencer. Yeah. Like who calls themselves that? I know it's crazy, and people really do. Like, I, they really do. But you know, like I said, you're, and that you're coming from a space of, and I had to define this for myself of what does it mean to be self actualized. Mm-hmm. That meaning that you are receiving your wealth, your you know, your status mm-hmm. from things that are inside of you that you're bringing into life. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just one name for it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had to go, I had to learn that for myself. Like, if you, I could be in three different rooms and I could be different things. You know what I'm saying? I could be in one room where I'm a manager, which I am for talent. I could be in another room where I'm a consultant for a label um, and marketing agency, which I really am. I could be in another room where I'm a founder of my own platform and a, a creative conferences and educational services and panels, which I am. I could be in another room where I'm a podcast host, which I've done and I've, you know, I've, I've continued to do different things. So it's just like, I feel like that's a version of being self-actualized where you're you're exemplifying the gifts God gave you mm-hmm. and you're being blessed by them and you're able to make a living off of that and it's not just and you can't just be put in a box and for that confuses people that's what's dope is like I feel like the space I'm in and I'll I'll speak to something you did that I thought was fire right Appreciate the that. space I'm in where like I feel like there are people who are like into the entrepreneurship thing and I don't know if it's like if you're actually having fun or living life or whatever my thing is like next month I'm like going to like LA and then like in a couple months I'm going on vacation with my kids and I'm traveling and I'm just living life. And at the same time, the lifestyle opens me up to opportunities. I can't really 
imagine being in a space where it's like, damn, I can't do that because, you know, I mean, there's always stuff like that that comes up. But the idea that like, damn, let me go ask the homie if I could, right. whatever. But yeah. there's nothing wrong with that if you have, right. if you feel fulfilled. And that's my main point there. Like, if you feel fulfilled, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. Absolutely. So, like, the entrepreneurship, there are so many people who are entrepreneurs and, like, that community or our community has, like, so much, like, depression because people are, like, comparing themselves or chasing, like, what the other person is doing. And I'm like, dog, I feel like that that genuinely keeps you from being happy for the people around you because you're so busy, locked into, like, damn, I wish I would have got that. Yeah. Dog, that's not for me. Like anytime Ant, like I remember Ant told me I'm not gonna go into numbers. Ant told me he got a bag. Now I was like, dog, that's fire. Like I know you don't even get down with the drinking or like doing whatever, but like we gotta go grab a steak or like celebrate that. For sure. I generally like even when when you did the the conference in Bermuda, yeah, I was like, dog, that's fire. Like I was gassed. I wasn't even there. I was just like, that's fire. And in my mind, I'm like, people doing shit like that. Mm-hmm opens the door for other people to do shit like that there are some people that probably saw that that you don't even know or think about that's like that's possible because yeah i i met track like that's accessible someone that looks like me that i know that i've touched and spoke to did that yeah yeah that's possible that's dope i didn't even think i didn't even know you knew about that i knew about that (laughs) but yeah to that point i mean yeah comparison man is is a thief of joy man and I made a decision a while ago. I actually was talking to my shorty about this. Like, um, whereas like I could be anything in this world, man. I don't care if I'm dead, bro. I don't care if I got a penny in my pocket. I refuse to be a hater. I will always denounce any petty emotion that has to do with jealousy or envy. I will always denounce that shit. Like that spirit, that energy, get that shit away from me. Because I know that's not that's not reality. That's like that's low frequency thoughts and energy that's trying to infiltrate your mind. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. your brother could be blessed and get a million dollars out of that. That does not take away from what millions you can get. Right. You know what I mean? Like you gotta stay focused on your own rose garden and water your plants while you still celebrate everybody around you. That's how you get more blessings. You know what I'm saying? If the whole team and team is winning, it's a blessing regardless. You know like, what I'm why wouldn't you be? Ha- and in my mind, I'm like, dog. If everybody around me is getting bags, I'm in the right company. Exactly. I'm in the right space. Exactly. And I'm always like, just hyper focused on like literally every person I've ever been like so far. Yo, what they do is dope. Like we gonna link one day. Like yeah. it just happens organically. It's not like something that you gotta force. It's just like. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to stay focused. And like just organically, you're going to end up in the same rooms and the same spaces as the people doing whatever it is you're doing. Absolutely. That's literally been like a thread in my life wearing as I'm being this younger, like when I was really coming up in the city and and moving around and like y'all looking at these cats and yo, how can I connect with these guys? How can I get in these rooms and da 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 da? And like just staying focused, keeping my head down eventually a lot of these guys became my peers you know what i'm saying even what i'm doing right now and even to people probably people probably think i'm quiet i'm actually working most i've ever worked you know what i mean that's what happens when you get quiet but i mean we live in instagram land now so it's like if you're not posting it it just means it's quiet exactly and i don't and i'm somebody which i feel i don't need that validation like i don't need likes don't validate for me people you know, celebrating me or whatnot is great. I love it, but I don't need that for validation. I don't need that for my own personal motivation. My own personal motivation is being able to take care of my family 
and mm-hmm. live the like lifestyle that I want to live. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, I mean, that's what it is. When you keep your head down, focus, and you know, you, you being genuine and you, you being as keeping your integrity and you putting that work in, man, you, you'll find yourself in these rooms. Another thing is in finding yourself in these rooms. And then realizing how much you do have to offer. And then realizing, like, these Yo, people, these that's cats a are, word. They're human, just like you. And they're not as ill. Like, I've been in, I'm in this one room, man. Facts. I can't say the company, but it's one of the biggest yeah. music companies. And I remember, um, man, I just remember, I, I somehow uh, arranged this meeting with this big music company and one of the biggest... Um, I'll say one. I'll say this one name. It was one of the biggest advertising, like a third largest advertising company, mm-hmm. in um in the world. And I somehow arranged this meeting. We all in the conference room, whatnot. It's in middle of sea, midtown, da da da. And I'm watching the one company that I give a presentation, and I'm thinking in my head like, wow, like it's not even that crazy. And this is the top. You know what I mean? In a sense, like these were like you know um, presidents of their departments. So I'm like. First of all, I was thinking like, yo, first of all, how did I get myself in here? You know what I mean? I was like, maybe the only black guy in the room. And I'm like, and the second thought, I was thinking like, wow, like, it's not even as, you know, just crazy as I thought it was. It wasn't as like, you know, spectacular or impressive that I thought this presentation would be, or I thought like, you know, just the ideas would be. And I'm like, yo, I feel like me and my team could do even better. And that, that blew my mind. And I remember my man who, who who I was working with at the time who worked at this agency and he was just like, Yo, bro, I told you, man. He was like, he was like, yo, you he was like, yo, you're gonna get things faster than a lot of these people who've been, you know, who are like dinosaurs in this space. And he was like, Yo, you're way more equipped. Like, don't ever sell yourself short. And I remember him telling me that. And I had to take that with me and be like, Yo, word, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're you're right, you're right. And that was a big lesson for me. You know what I mean? Because I was nervous in that room and I realized like Yo, we know. we hype ourselves up. I remember like thinking that people on TV or people like I read about in magazines or doing all these things are like those kind of people. Or you you, t- you tell yourself that like subconsciously, like there's that type of person, yeah. and I'm this type of person, and somehow that type of person they they got to figure it out or whatever. And then I remember. Just being happy to be in some of those rooms. Mm. I've been around like celebrities and executives or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just being like wild disappointed, like Yeah. That's the word. Damn, I thought you was lit like Yeah. This is crazy. Like you're what like you're mad regular, which is cool in one way, but in another way I was like I was hoping that this was like I was going to walk through the doors and this was gonna be like Yeah. Some some next level shit you was gonna bestow upon me, and it's yeah. just mad regular. Yup, yup. <laughs> and if anything, it's like because I think some people allow themselves to be so far removed from the people they're trying to reach or impact mm. or anything. You're like you were saying, you're better equipped because you're still in the the mix. You're still plugged in. Yeah, absolutely. That and that's a that's a man. That's more powerful than a lot of people think. And. A lot of these creators out here running around, they have that. They're in the mix. They understand the pulse of culture. They understand just the pulse, pulse of just their communities. And they don't even know how valuable that is when you walk in these rooms. Like, people are paying a lot of money for that. You just have to learn Talk. for creative coming up, like like I did. I consider myself coming up from the streets. Not in that way, but meaning that I was just running around the city. I don't got no college education. I never had an internship at 
anywhere these places i i i literally was able to work with some of the biggest brands in the world from building relationships and doing the work and actually finding out what the process is and the protocols is and learning how to do it that's it yeah. learning how to do it just find out okay that's all it is that's how you that's how i take my raw ideas energy um and um goals this is how it looks like this is how to translate that in a corporate manner mm-hmm. and once i learn that system which a lot of sometimes these creatives they struggle with that once i learn that i'm like all right that's all i need let me take it to the next level you know what i'm saying the the only advantage i felt like i had and i i feel like i I started, I feel like I started the media thing late, to be honest, mm. compared to a lot of people. Like, I remember, because I, I got into the media space, like, just randomly, I think I was maybe like 27 or some shit. Mm. And I remember there were people who was like, been doing this since they was like 22, 23, and they've been around and they've been around this person and they've connected to these companies or whatever. Yeah. And originally the space I was in was, was tech. Yeah. So um, I would I was building relationships with like consumer electronic companies, and I remember initially, whereas like the thought that occurred to me was like, okay, to differentiate myself, I'm just gonna ask them what they need. What can I do for you? What can mm. I? How can I help? What do you need? Oof. Like, Smart. what can I do? I don't even need a bag. Like, I'm funding everything. Like, Very I'm smart. going. I'm going broke, flying to wherever they're at. I remember the first time I went to CES, I couldn't even afford. A hotel room. I was sleeping at the airport. I was just like, I was just wandering around till they they opened back up for the next day. If you're media, they give you lunch. So I was just like, fuck it, I'll figure it out. But right. like, I gotta be where where the bread Smart. is at, where the Smart. people is at, whatever. And anytime I got any money, I literally put every penny back into anything I was doing. Even smarter. So I was just like, I'll put my own money. Anything I I've done so far up to this point besides like now i'm starting to get these brand partnerships or whatever mm-hmm. but that's just through networking and building relationships and a lot of those pr people those brands after a while just being like yo like you keep asking us what you could do for us but like we've never really done anything like what are you up to or what are you doing right. and then finally i'm like oh shit yeah like by the way i'm doing this and they're like oh yeah how much and then that's how that started wow and those people low key they didn't have to but they educated me in terms of like i was doing shit that i didn't know was like i mean some people did take advantage because i mean i helped with like a major campaign and they tossed me like a some change and some like free electronics and shit and i was gassed until like one of the pr people pulled me aside and was like that's called like seeding product. Like mm. you should have got X, Y, and Z and the consulting, but like, don't ever do that for free again. Mm. And I'm standing there like, then I feel stupid. So now I'm looking at what I got and like, I'm almost upset at myself and I'm like, nah, we got to do better. Right. But I was but, you paying your dues. That was yeah. your first drink, right? Like you learn, you live, yeah. you learn, man. I mean, bro, we want to talk about shit I did for free. And shout out to my, um, colleague um so my business partner tom natalia um we used to really be out in the streets just like the shit we would do for free the consultation we would give some of these platforms agencies companies i mean just to get in the room and just not knowing not knowing until we had to learn this is why like i'm actually launching an app called upliftful really soon and it's, and it's based around fire 
um, finding mentorship, but just not even just mentorship, but having personal advisors for entrepreneurs, creatives, um, people who are max who are trying to maximize their career, um, giving them actual advisors on how to get to the next level, how to up level their knowledge, how to up level their journeys, their careers. Like I, um, people, from, but it's advice on people who are actually doing it, mm-hmm. like vetted. Um, we like to call them um, MVPs, our most valuable professionals who are actually doing it because that's what I missed coming up. I didn't have any type of like real, I had advisors. Well, I didn't have any mentors, but I had advisors and that's how it helped me get to each level and whatnot. But like, man, but what you did though, I think you're so part of paying dues and I think it really is a skill that a lot of people don't talk about is be identifying opportunity that doesn't come with a check because- yeah. A lot of people think opportunities only come with a check, and it's like, nah. You know what it's mean? so much more to leverage. Like, um, the relationship, for example, the relationship I had with, um, still have, like, we're still figuring some stuff out. But the relationship I had with Microsoft was so much more valuable than a check. I never asked them for any bread mm-hmm. because I was like, just being associated with such a big name and a prestigious company is going to like get me with like other bags like i'm as soon as i'm telling another company oh yeah microsoft is down they they're like oh where like here here's the here's the bread where's it gonna be at like boom like here's here's the money what's funny is and i'm not gonna name the company because i'm still working with them i remember when i first started doing these like boutique events Mm -hmm. i gave them they were asking me for all this stuff i gave them like this um pitch deck and like you know walk them through it or whatever did the first event it went okay did a second event. Um, they simultaneously did a similar event to to mine mm. on another level in the same space, and I watched them. So the execs came down, and then when I came back the third year to do the same event, um, there was like lawyers and PR people and heads of exec whatevers who wanted to basically sit down and walk through the event with me. Like they went through everything with a fine tooth comb, and I was like, why didn't y'all care about? Mm. any of this licensing stuff and all this stuff last year like nobody made me jump through all these hoops right but i did everything pulled it off i didn't get back from them till later but like i remember when they started doing similar events they sent me a deck they'd be like oh hey we're doing this we want to get your thoughts on like you know Mm. how we're structuring this i'm like dog i sent y'all this like this is literally the same exact deck i sent y'all years ago and y'all retooled it, but it's literally the same thing. Wow. And I was like, I'm showing homie, and I'm not making a big deal because the dude I spoke to like was familiar with me. So it's not like I went to the execs and like bugged out on some like Dame shit. Shout yeah. out to Dame, he's lit. <laughs> but like I'm walking him through the slides. I'm like, dog, like if you go slide by slide, it's like almost identical. Yeah. Y'all bugging, but I mean, it is what it is. Wow. That's the thing. They yo, they'll bite your style. Like they will take your shit. I've I've seen it like where you know, they try to do their own version with it to keep the bag in the house. And you just got to be very, very uh, just aware, you know what I mean? And like just observant of, of how they move so you can even move even better, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's the that's the pocket we found ourselves in for the first couple of years. Just really like, I looked at it like it was, it, was, it was my school since I didn't, you know, take the traditional route. Like my school was... Working with companies, you know, that's a dope way of looking a, at it. Getting taken advantage of, only realizing to after, like, oh shit, I should, I could have got that, I could have got that. You know what I'm saying, like, man. But then when you finally build a network and whatnot, you realize. I'll, I'll say a story, even like recently, like I was working with this company, and um, it was a lot of back and forth on this one project we were supposed to do. 
um, supposed to activate a discipline in a, a big cultural moment. A lot of back and forth, back and forth. Long story short, um, they decided, oh, we can't move forward. Blah, blah, blah. This is after going back and forth on the deck, all that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I thought about that. Now you good. I realized that. A boot. I'm like, yo, damn, look at that. But I've worked with this company before. I've gotten bread for them. I ain't tripped. My man hit me like, yo, da, da, da. I'm like, yo, bro, I seen you because my man was over there because all the time, and he was just like, yo, boom, boom. He's like, yo, man, that's not fair how they did that. You deserve this. And boom, send me an invoice. Send us an invoice for da da da. I'll fight for it for you. And this is, and he gave me some invoice. He gave me some insight. Like, yo, for your time, even if it didn't go through or whatnot, you deserve this and this, this. So I'm like, okay, boop, boop. It got paid. You know what I mean? And I learned. I'm like, okay, and that was the just the, the the science of like going through. But I had to go through the years of being taken advantage of to get to the point where it's like, okay, now you got to pay me what I'm worth. You got to even for my time, my ideas, my insight, my network for the work I put in. Even if you decide not to move forward with it, you got to understand like who we are and you gotta have respect you know what i'm saying i'm be a hundred like it's something i still like i don't say struggle with but i don't like in my mind i was like nah i ain't trying to like look like i'm beasting or something like that i mean whenever they they cut the check they cut it or right. like you know if we had a conversation like i mean i understand invoices should be sent but i'm so focused on like you know what like I want to work with these guys again, so I don't want them to walk away with a bad taste in their mouth. Yep. Like, I mean, it yep, is what yep. it is. Yep. We all um go through that, too, where it's like, yo, man, I want to work with these guys again. I don't know. I don't want to, like, you know, you know, uh, affect the relationship. But you got to understand, man, a lot of these people, even on the corporate side, like, they don't own that company. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of time, if you, you know, you're dealing with the brand managers, the directors, maybe the SVP level, they don't mm-hmm. own that company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They not, It's not coming from their budget. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And they're going to respect you when you... When you um um, when you stand by what you said, and when you stand by you know what you need and how you need to be treated, like they're gonna have to respect that. You know what I'm saying? So, and a lot of these other agencies and companies are doing anyway. Like they're selling, a lot of these other companies are selling you know cultural ideas, and they're not coming from cultural places. You know what I mean? But I feel like eventually, like that that shit, like it shows. Like the the reason I feel like those events that they were doing. I wasn't really tripping on it too, cause I'm like, dog, y- y'all don't even fuck with what y'all plant. Like, you right. don't do it. Like, yeah. this is not, not part of your life. Right. You don't, you don't care about it. Like, the reason, to a degree, is lit. Like, I'll go to a company and I'll be like, yeah, you guys are spending how much to mm. do this? Or are you spending how much at this trade show? Like, for what? Right. Like, a company will go and spend like, we'll say, twenty, thirty bands at a trade show to talk to the same press to like your pr people already have all of these emails like you guys already talk to these same people every year like you could send them an email or better yet find a way to communicate with them that is a little bit more personal and save yourselves the thirty thousand. like that that money could go into something that creates a bigger impact for you yeah i like better yet you give me that 30 bands and i'll Make, I'll do something crazy for you. Make it work. Like, and you could do so much more with it than they yeah. can. You know what I mean? Because you are outside mm-hmm. most of the time. And most of the time, these companies lean on, you know, us because they know we're scrappy. We know we're right. going to be able to make a lot happen for less. You know what I mean? And that is one of our, our gifts because we know the community. We're here. We understand, you know, the relationships. We understand who to pull, pull in and make it real. Um, but, nah, 
at this point they got they gotta they gotta come correct because yeah. just like how they'll give they'll write those crazy six figure checks to whoever name agency company organization mm-hmm. or whatever they gotta play that same and keep that same energy over here you know what right. I mean because what we're giving y'all is access to a, 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 an incredible community with um amazing buying power that can um impact your brand your com your your e commerce sales your 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 brand visibility and awareness in the space in a tremendous way. Mm-hmm. Gotta respect it. You know what I mean? And that's the energy yeah. I had to keep as I keep now as I work with these brands, companies, with my clients. And you're 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 plugged in with a demographic that if you plan on staying in business past the next 10, 15, 20 years, yep. you're going to have to build a relationship with these people anyway. Absolutely. Like any company that's catering to like, I mean, I don't want to say just boomers, but like, I mean, even older millennials, like we're, yeah. I mean, I, it feels crazy to say, but like to a degree we're, we're aging out. Like yeah. I'll talk to my kids about what's popping out. That's so interesting. How are you, um, how are you embracing that fact that we're aging out? Cause it's so funny. Like I always think pre COVID, right. It was just a, a, a different time, right? Like right. it really feels like a different time. And that was what, only two years, two years and some change ago. And me and the tribe, all of us, we were all outside. We mm-hmm. were all, I mean, how many sponsored events, conferences, like we've seen mm-hmm. what, a, what you know, how incredible um, everybody is doing and took what they were doing back then and how everybody was just grinding on the way up. Everybody had their pockets, had their platforms, their apps. I had friends that went on to raise millions. I had platforms that are doing great da, 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 da. and now but now i'm in this space where it's like um i see us being aged out like i see mm. us i see i right. see that it's getting pushed out and then you got gen z coming on in how do you how do you feel about that what is your relationship with the culture of gen z and for what you do how you see yourself engaging with them or do you feel like you know what let them have their turn and you in your pocket doing what you do it's it's two it's two sides of it right so What's crazy is like, um, you know, we do that other podcast or whatever. And like, to be honest, like we didn't like the offers we're getting and the conversations we're having now. Like I, this was just something I was doing for friend, for fun, like with my friends or whatever. Right. right, right. So when I saw the demographic, because like, you know, we're going through the data, the demographic that was actually watching us, I was like, damn, these niggas are old. Mm. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like this is this is what they care about because like this is the age group. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my kids aren't watching this. Like they're not they're not really yeah. tuned in. They might laugh at something, but this isn't what they're interested in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like each of my kids, like I'm I pay like super close attention to just behavior because it speaks to the way that entire generation moves. Yeah. And I think we we just have to one accept that and I think it's dope that we kind of have a foot in like two worlds. You mm. just gotta be open to that other world. Yeah. Like people our age who look at stuff is like, nah, that's corny or that's whack or that. It's not like that's just what it is now. Yeah, yeah. There's even times where I catch myself and I'm like, that rapper's trash or like I'm. My first thought is like, uh, yeah. but then I'm like, nah. Like yeah. you gotta. Mm. There's something there. Yeah. So we somebody's are. somebody's fucking with it. So you gotta you gotta wrap your mind around what the appeal is in yeah. that. That's interesting, y'all. That's interesting. I that's 
That's a good point because it's like I try to do that too. Some shit I just feel like it's trash. But I can't. Remember. Yeah. Um, but um, you got to remember, there were people who said the internet was a fad. That's what I tell myself every time. Yeah. When the metaverse thing dropped, and like, I, at first I was like, eh, but then I was just like, there were definitely people who thought the internet was going away. Let me. That's no. That's a. That's let a me hedge point. my bets. That's a great point, and that's exactly how I feel about it too. Like, especially. Um, with the metaverse and Web three, um, I feel like you gotta invest, even if you don't believe in it, or if you're not even gonna be using it, you gotta invest because it's like you said, the dot com era, same way, same 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 type of. Um, I got into crypto in '09, and I remember people oh, wow. back then was telling me like Monopoly money, like you got what are you talking early. about? Nice, mad early, and I got out mad early too, and I am so tight, <laughs> mad early. Like I mean, at the time I like I just had like you know my daughter and I needed the bread or whatever, so I'm not gonna regret it. But like, of course, yeah, yeah. If I stayed in longer, like it, it would have been way more lit. But yeah, but it's yeah. all good. But um, but what's crazy is that um, yeah, like uh, it's 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 interesting because I feel the same way. I put up a question on my IG the other day, and I wanted to hear people's response. People responded. I was like, how are you guys are feeling about VR and um. The metaverse, because you know who has the the equipment, the meta actual the, what's it called the helmet or like yeah. who has it? Like, are you using it? Is it sticking? I'm like, are you using it one time and you never use it again? Da, 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 da. And I got some responses back, and for the most part, people are saying they're not frequent, they're not frequent, frequently using it, but they can see how it can be a thing. You know what I mean? And I had to like put myself in that position. I'm like, okay, I can see it being a thing for work. I can see it being a thing for for um certain uh just activations mm-hmm. around media and content or whatnot like and then you look at what snoop dogg is doing in metaverse like fire he's making millions of dollars he's doubling down on that yeah. shit you know what i'm saying and i'm like have you seen the movie ready player one? Oh yeah i have yeah it's i feel like that's what it's that's what that's, that's what they're, that's what it's building towards mm-hmm. we might be like five years from that five maybe mm-hmm. ten years from that but that's where it's building towards so that's why but then i also have like you know views on that when it comes to just life and experience mm-hmm. i'm like I don't know how I feel about that from a, a psychological perspective. Whereas I could see how it could affect. You don't feel like we there already though. Think about it, like with social media and everything, right? Yeah. To a degree, a lot of people have avatars of themselves on Instagram, right? And that's the thing. I don't even agree. I don't even agree with how we're addicted to social media. Like once you, especially once you understand psychology and how our brains work, you realize that with these, especially with the v, um, VR and, and Meta and all that, you realize is that. They also understand how brains work, and they understand that if you give that to a kid at three, four years ago, five years old, right. and they play with the helmet, you're going to have a kid that's going to be addicted to this way of life. Mm-hmm. And what does that say about how they're going to experience real life? You know what I mean? For the introverts, they might fall in all the way in meta, but how is that going to affect your life? How is gonna how is that going to affect the life that you can actually live, the tangible things that you can actually feel and touch? Like That's what I'm mostly there scared people of. people who who don't fuck with reality. There are people who get up every day and right. they're like, dog, I don't I don't fuck with this. That's like, a little this scary. This is not cool. That's a little scary. And like um I remember reading something about um people who daydream. Mm. Like people who daydream too much, it's like a a sign that you're either like leaning into depression or you're just generally not happy with your reality because wow. you're constantly trying to visit this this alternate one mm. so now imagine someone basically says hey this you don't fuck with this here's a different world where you could be taller 
or you could be the the coolest guy in the room wow. or you could be you could literally be anything you want in this world mm. you could present as anything you want you could have the big house you could have whatever and so a lot of people perception is reality because i know there are people who present as lit or successful on social media they're really not but like that attention or that like i guess validation from the outside is enough yeah. for them I feel like it's going to be like massive for people like that. Absolutely. And that's the scary part for me because I feel like that's not healthy. I just feel like it's not mentally healthy. On the other hand, I can see the benefits of it. Like mm-hmm. everything, everything comes with a pro and con, a gift mm-hmm. and a curse. It is what it is. Um, so like from a, a, a moral point of view, sometimes I feel like I don't agree with, with like where the trajectory of, of this space is going. But on a, a business side, um hustler point of view there's yeah. extreme opportunities for any entrepreneur anybody even in kid coming up land they should be doubling down on studying what web3 is what metaverse is because right. it is the future it's not going anywhere we're not going to be able to shake it um i was really asking if it was going to stick because i wasn't sure even some parts of me is like i'm not sh- sure if it is going to stick but it will stick I feel 110%. Like it will. you know what i'm saying because almost i gave an example of like before the iPhones, right? Before mm-hmm. FaceTime, I don't know if you remember, there was the video phones that were actually plugged in. Like that was supposed to be the next wave. Like I remember, I remember. years ago. Like if you remember um the Usher video um after tonight, yeah. don't leave your girl around me. Remember Diddy mm-hmm. was talking to Usher through like the video phone that was yeah. plugged in. You know what I'm saying? And I mean that's what like I mean to do anything like that, you had to be using like Skype or some type of software like that. Right, but it was plugged in hardware and shit yeah. like that. But them shits never got lit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it kind of skipped that whole thing and went straight to mm-hmm. iPhones or FaceTime. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, is this something the VR world, like, what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg made a, a big bet on Meta. You know what I mean? So, like, is this something that will stick? And yeah. after some thought, yeah, it is going to stick. As soon as, like, <laughs> well, in my mind, as soon as they find a way to make shit like that more, like, feel more natural and, like, yeah. intuitive, like, it's lit. So now the way I'm picturing it is like, like virtual, like if you have an NFT, you'll be able to hang that virtual art in your house via like whatever. Like if you're in your car, you're going to have like, um, I remember there's a startup I went to, I checked out CES and um, it's like this QR code. But if you look at it through like glasses or a screen or whatever, there's like this sort of virtual 3D image. So imagine like you're driving in your car. And like your windshield is basically equipped with this thing where now like you're seeing like these pop ups and like right it looks like they're real they're they're not obviously but in like real time or you're wearing these glasses yeah that allow you to see that shit I I think once it gets to that point and advertisers once they find any type of advertising real estate they're gonna like wild out I mean because mm. totally that's what it's all about yeah especially the glasses I definitely see I was watching an interview recently with Elon Musk and he was talking about how brain-powered AI and robots. And I thought that was extremely, extremely interesting because artificial intelligence is something that's also going to be booming in the next few years. And, you know, having robots that are powered by your brain that can clean up, you can say, clean my house up. And they'll know, they'll have 3D rendering images, understanding of where everything in your house goes, and they'll be able to clean your house, go get your mail. You haven't been to CES? No, I haven't. You got to come shit like that. January. 
January, like I go every year. You got to really? pull up in January. Say less. I'm going. Cause Dog. my man, uh, Julian Mitchell, was like on an advisory board over there or something too. So. Dog, I went and Samsung has this. It doesn't look like because when we think robot, we're thinking arms and legs. They have this robot that almost looks like a Roomba with like mm. arms. Like it's like tall and it has arms, and it just through your behavior, it intuitively knows like okay. You like the temperature like this, or you like a glass of wine at this time, and it has wow. like a screen so it could like FaceTime loved ones, and it's like following you around. Like it was crazy. I think I have a video that I could show you, but wow. watching it, it was like, and it's like it's so precise now. It can like it knows the difference between picking up a glass and how hard to grip the glass versus picking up something like heavier, and it's it's insane. Wow. And that's the thing. Here's, I mean, how do uh, this? Is, this is this is always I always play the devil's advocate, and it's like the human race is moving further and further from actually having to do anything, yeah. right? We, our natural survival instincts of how of having to create or having to protect ourselves or having to take care of ourselves, I believe through technology, they want to minimize, continue, continue to minimize that where kids grow up, they don't know how to do shit. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not going to learn math. They're not going to learn their times table because, you know, they got college. They're not going mm-hmm. to need to do, not gonna have to clean their room. They gotta, they're not going to be able, they're not going to have any capacity to actually That's do true. the shit that when it comes to actual surviving, like let's say if apocalypse happened right now. Mm-hmm. You know, shit, I can't make a fire, but shit, I've seen enough shit to understand I it. You know feel what I mean? like but to a degree, I, a lot of that happened now because we was talking about the whole cancel culture thing earlier. And I feel like a lot of that is due to like, I, woke was one thing and then it morphed into something else. Yeah. True. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole like cancel culture and like whether or not cancel culture is a thing, like I think people know what you're referring to, to like basically... The recreational outrage. Yeah. People don't have things to, I feel like, genuinely be upset at. So mm. now they're using social media to like, fuck, let me, this is the widely accepted way to think. Yeah. So I'm going to say this for the immediate dopamine hit of likes. Yeah. Mm. Everybody's everybody's with this. So I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this person's a monster. Yep. The minute you're like, but was anybody there? Everybody's like, yo, like you can't say like it's it's a natural question. Yeah, it don't even matter. Who yeah, they put it out it's, there. It's insane to like ask a question like, oh, like I wasn't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not even defending anybody. I'm just like, who was there or like what happened or nah, this part like everybody says he's a monster. He's a monster. Yeah. We gotta we gotta throw him away, yeah, and he just—it's—it's it's crazy now. I mean, it's—it's it's like it's, it's interesting to see where society and culture and and next going is going in the next few years. What I, what I find is that, especially as I as I work and I because I consult for a few brands and I consult for a few companies, and I always find what's real, what's what's authentic in the matter, what's the what's the root of the fundamental need here. Once we can get to the core of everything, I work. I work outside of that, man. You know what I mean? Because uh, a lot of these new, these new enterprises, these new sectors that are coming up. Um, it's gonna be great opportunity for financial wealth. You know, for getting your bread right and all that. So, I implore everybody to study it, double down, find places to be invest, but also you gotta protect your energy and protect your mind at the same right. time. You know what I mean? You gotta really. You're gonna have to do more. This is why even. What's also another industry that's gonna go up through this, through this uh, 
um, this time right now, this uh, unprecedented time of technology and and, 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 and and new worlds, in a sense, is the mental health industry. They're going to have to double down just as much. As much as they double down on technology and VR and robots, they're going to have to double down on the mental health industry, man, because you're going to have to protect your mind as ideas move faster, as, you know, AI is introduced into our worlds. Is that something you feel like you figured out? As far as like what? Like the mental health and like just you personally, do you feel like you've like yeah. mastered that or is that like? I'm a master that, but the only reason I feel like I'm equipped is because I have God in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a very spiritual person and um, I keep God first. You know what I'm saying? And God always you know gives me the answers I need and puts me on the right trajectory. Um, but I think for mental, I think for everybody, I think this is a, it's, it's a continuous um, journey. I struggle I with that. I, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think it's something you can completely master. I think you can have the principles and the pillars, and you can. The goal is to like, whenever you lose yourself, to know how to find yourself. You should always, whenever you're in a healthy space, you should have a roadmap of like, yo, if anything ever goes off, or if I ever feel um, impacted negatively by just sometimes the external forces of life, because as strong as you are. Sometimes the external forces life can still fuck you up. I mean, look what happened to Will Smith, right? Like, Word. you know what I mean? Like, that was crazy. Clean, clean career, everything. Always handled, managed himself very well for what we've seen in the public eye. But um, not to get in all the drama of it, but you, 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 um, you saw him be affected. Yeah. It looked like a very emotional thing. We saw, you saw his mental health. You know what I mean? Like even right now, they said they, they look, you know, they put it out there that they. They're on a healing journey right now, and you see Will has it posted. Like, um, that's, and I, that's so weird to me because I feel like it it takes us back into the weirdo like Hollywood shit. Whereas I feel like if it doesn't even feel human anymore when people put out like those like super media trained statements, I'm just like, dog, yeah. that's. I'll I'll give you an example. Like um, when we were doing the other pod, like I've never had to deal with like literally thousands of comments on like a daily basis of people just writing crazy shit i don't even read the comments but like no matter how strong you feel like you are mentally like if there's even the slightest crack somebody's gonna get under your skin like it might just be a day where someone cuts you off in traffic or you're just a little bit annoyed or whatever and you look down and someone writes something crazy and you're like what like like you you can feel it shift your your mood. So I can only imagine through just years and decades of Will Smith having to deal with people like Come nitpicking. Yeah. And he's a human being. People think that these people are like removed. And I think social media makes it worse because when you say something foul or some bullshit, you don't have to deal with the actual, right. the actual repercussions of physically being there with the person, whether it's them like violating you back right or just to watch somebody cry because of something you did yeah you don't have to deal with it you know what i mean and great point you make because i've always i've always said that. i've always had a level of empathy for celebrities i don't know why people feel like celebrities you can just do and say whatever you want to them you can just because they say and- you you're the one who volunteered to be in the public eye so we feel like now 
we can basically do or say or whatever. And that's you. complete bullshit. You know what right. I'm saying? It's still a human with the living their own experiences, go through their same challenges and mental challenges and insecurities and all that, da, 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 da. Like, if they're not violating you, you shouldn't be, like, trying to attack yeah. them verbally or violating them in no way, shape, or fashion. So I'm like, and I always gave it up. Like, I felt like some, you got to be very strong to, to be right. that person. To like, Especially now in the social media era where, like, Anybody can say anything about you at any time. You can literally go, if you want to go get a shot to your self-esteem, you can literally scroll to your comments and you'll find it. You'll find, or it's cancel culture if you say the wrong thing or if you make a mistake or whatnot. You know I mean? There's no remorse or there's no, like, you know, and you you have remorse. There's no, um, this is no, you know, any type of, like, you know, coming to the table and discussing or any type of, like, forgiveness conversations if you are remorseful and you felt like you, you fucked up. But it's like... I've always had a no one's interested in correcting nobody though. Yeah, they just they if just, you wild out and I'm like, nah, nah, you can't do that. Like this is the way you should move. Like right. automatically, as soon as you're like, oh damn, my bad. Like yeah. it should be done. But people like, there's no like, it's almost easier to be a murderer than for you to say something fucked up about some community because it's like, damn. But did you see his Twitter feed? Like someone took a screenshot and that's just gonna follow you for the rest of your life. Like this shit's insane. It's just crazy. It's just crazy, man. And that's why, like I said, that's why the mental health aspect in this era has to be doubled down. And one thing I, I do feel like uh, that's something that this generation and the generation coming um, behind us is, I think they're conscious about that. Like, they're conscious about prioritizing their mental health, understanding how important it is, understanding that you have to treat it just like you have to treat any type of health ailment. And, it, and it's very real, man. It's, it's very real. And it's something I try to, like, share with everybody like that's why like for me how i look at things bro it's like man if, whether it be a podcast whether it be an event i'm doing a panel even a conversation with like some of the young artists or creators that i speak to man if i could just give them a word of like just advice or a word to pick them up or a word to lift their spirit i'm all about putting that energy out into the world number one i know it comes back 100%. and number two that's light high frequencies that and that's the space that I always work on and try to stay in. That's the space I want to live in. That's the space I want to have my family in. That's the space that I want to keep my mind in. I'm more creative in that space. I'm more fruitful in that space. I'm happier in that space. And if I could, like, you know, give off what Isaac Newton said, energy never dissipates or something like that. It always, you know, connects. It always, you're always sharing it or some shit like that, he said. I truly believe that, man. If I could just give a word where it's just, you know, pick somebody up for a second. You know what I mean? Let them know, like, Give them some positive energy. Let them know how great they are, how capable they are. I try to do that any chance I get. How do you balance protecting your energy? And this is something I I struggle with, I guess, or like I'm I'm still processing. How do you balance protecting your energy but still feeling like you're giving back or you're, you know what I mean? Because to a degree, like I don't want to be too accessible because then it's like, mm. You just get caught up in bullshit. I remember have I have conversations with artists or creatives where I, I'll sit and talk to you for an hour, and it was like, dog, that was an hour wasted. You're not gonna do anything. Yeah, I like it was just like people just like for some fucking crazy reason just want to have meetings to have meetings. Yeah, I don't do that shit. It's like, dog, like yeah, for yeah. what are we doing right now? You definitely got to manage that shit, and that's a great question, you know. Um, and um, yeah, my my answer to that is that. You really, have, you definitely have to be intentional. Like you have to, as much as you give out that type of energy, you definitely have to curate that energy for yourself. You have to learn yourself to know what are the, 
what are the things that make you feel restored? What are the things that you just naturally enjoy? What are the things that make you feel calm, that pull life into you? And you have to prioritize your life around that. You know what I mean? It could be you may need space and you may need space to be alone. You may it just it could be as something as simple as like, yo, I need the next I need a whole day just for myself or to go to the spa or to um, just take a drive or like eat some good food or smoke your spliff, whatever you into. Like you got to learn like you as much as you giving away, you also have to be very intentional in curating time for yourself. But that comes from actually learning yourself, like really learning what you like, learning the energies that you want to be around learning what you just naturally enjoy, learning what pours into you, what feels good to you, like learning the people that you like to be around that that that, that pour into you. Like it literally comes from time of pouring into yourself and intention to actually carve out that time. Like in my twenties, I was talking to my my um my little bro the other day and shout out to Seti. In my twenties, I was telling him like in my twenties, man, I exasperated myself, man. I I, I I put myself last all the time. We were talking about like, you know, you was putting up the money, man. I was putting up the money and going broke. You know what yeah. I mean? Like putting up my last four hundred. Asking my mom's like, yo, I need three hundred to get this event off, mom. Feeling. Like da da da. Knew I wasn't getting no profit back, but I just knew like, I'm gonna have conversations with God. Like, yo, this is gonna lead to something. This yeah. is gonna lead to something or whatnot. And I always being more worried about impact and than the bread and shit. And I'll be, and I would, and I'll end up feeling like I remember the feeling. Like I would end up feeling burnt out, and I would do things, and just end up feeling just burnt out. Now, <laughs> this trap, oh mm-hmm. hell no! Even if I have a project that's super big, and um, I can eat off the project and 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 make a, a great bag or whatnot. For my peace of mind, I will bring in all the players, all the indiv- all the individuals I need, and split that bread up just so. I have my peace of mind and I'm making sure that the team eats mm-hmm. and we can put out great work. You know what I mean? For my peace of mind, man, at this stage That's of my a life, better way to do it though because at the same time, you could try to take everything on yourself being greedy, fuck it up, then fuck up the bag and then nobody eats. Exactly. And I didn't know how to trust, you know, people to actually carry out the work and I mm-hmm. did because I felt like, you know, my standard was a certain way. I, mm-hmm. I, at the time, I was struggling delegation. I didn't, I didn't, I had to, you know, work on that and figure that out. But mm-hmm. for my peace of mind now, bro, man, a bag, a crazy bag is not worth the stress for me anymore. Like, it's it's, it's not worth it anymore for me, man. I, I And I think that's something I'm going to carry out for the rest of my life. I think in my I 20s, I did out. so much to just like, you know, get in those rooms and, and put all the bread up and make sure everybody eat before me. Now I'm like, all right, let's collectively go get it. So we all share the responsibility. Obviously, you know, if you're the the the, the point man, the chief, you know, you're, you're responsible for the success or the failure. You share the reward, but take the failure if it Word. does fail. But um, for the peace of mind, we're going to double up, get the full team, and we're going to make it right. You know what I mean? I, I struggle with the whole, like for a very long time and it's like i'm starting to convince myself otherwise but i'm still kind of in that space mm-hmm. convince myself like i gotta be a fucking monster mm-hmm. you know what i mean like nah fuck sleep like yeah like we like bread like i put up every last bit just to to win like it wasn't even there were times where even when things went well and i got money out of it i look at how much i spent versus how much or like when i gave you the example of like the company I give you like 
20, 30 bands, I'll blow the whole bag on the what's it called again and even forget to pay myself just to like mm. dog I wanted to get this done just to mean. prove that I could do it yep. and then shit on whatever else they they had going. It's like, yo, you spent the same amount of money and look what I would look what I did with it. And in my mind I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna blow the 30, but they're gonna be so impressed the next bag is probably gonna be a hundred, whatever. And it probably it, it it doesn't always work that way. It doesn't always work that way. Because sometimes mm. they just take notes and they're like, Oh, all right, that's lit. So we're gonna go do that. Um, we appreciate you. Um, and we'll reach out if we ever need to steal more shit from you. Yo, you hit a actually good point. That's an interesting thing you said. It doesn't always work that way. And that's something I've I have um if I'm being transparent, I've 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 definitely been challenged with because I am the type to provide white glove service mm-hmm. and um spend the whole bag to make sure it's perfect. Right. In hopes that it continues to grow and evolve. At times it does. You know what I mean? It definitely does. It's definitely a good strategy or whatnot. The goal for every creative or every entrepreneur when you're in that situation or if you're working with that type of business model is to discern and be um very aware and try to make the best decisions on which relationships you think will evolve or which are just trying to take you, take advantage of you and take all your input and want all your resources. And you have to be very discerning on which relationships to move in that way for. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you're right. I've been in situations where I've, man, I've, I'll I'll take the the, the budget, blow it off just to impress them, show them how I work, and I've never worked with them again. I've been in those situations. I've worked with clients and, you know, um, because I manage a few artists, a couple artists, DJs and whatnot, and I've seen that happen to them and whatnot where, like, yo, they wouldn't charge up. Sometimes you don't know because you don't know which is going to go way, which way, but it's it's a really skill set to discern um, the times that, you do, you know, sacrifice some of maybe the bag or, you know, some of your resources or whatnot mm-hmm. to make sure you do the greatest job ever or the times where you have to be really strategic to make sure you eat first, make yeah. sure you get the most uh, of the bag. I got kids, so, like, to a degree, mm-hmm. I still have to balance that. Yeah. But then there were times where I'm be 100 where I just, I was living wild and it never touched them, like. Shit was still lit at home, mm. but I'm just like, nah, I'm going to have to take the cheapest flight, and I'm not even going to book the hotel and figure out when I get there. Yeah. Or I'm skipping meals. They're straight, but I'm going to skip this meal because I need to make sure that we get to here. We got to get this done and do X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, it, it was different, and then it's like sometimes looking back at all the shit, because I was doing the entrepreneurship before entrepreneurship was sexy. My parents are like Caribbean, so when I told them I wanted oh, so to be an entrepreneur- what, what uh, Haitian, like oh, my sweet. parents are Haitian. So when I told my dad I wanted to be an entrepreneur, he like he heard, oh, you want to be like a bum, like you're just gonna live off me for mm. the rest of your life, lit. Like I, I guess you could stay in the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then after a while, them seeing me try, eventually they were like, oh, like how's that going? They they started to get more interested. And then I remember the point where they were kind of like, now there's bragging to your friends or whatever. Like, um, my dad was always obsessed with, like, cars or whatever. So I remember one of, like, my most, like, not most recent, but, like, one of my bigger checks, I, I bought him, like, 
car with it. Fire. And like just the feeling of like I bought him the shit before I bought mine. Mm. And I remember is because when I was a teenager, I always wanted to borrow his Mercedes, but he was like, nah, like, you know, he got me a Toyota, some shit, but like, nah, it's more lit. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But never let me drive the car. Hmm. I actually stole it a couple of times, like just to pull up. <laughs> so I remember going, buying the cash and him like sort of the look on his face where he was just like, oh, I like, wow. I get it. That's fire. So now like to have them come to me and be like, yo, what do you think about us opening like a laundry matter what if we did this or mm. what if we did that and to see my little cousins kind of like i don't know if i want to do this i think maybe i want to be an entrepreneur maybe i want to navigate this even my daughter like she doesn't want to go to college she wants to open her own hairdressing thing she does wow. all of my daughter's hair wow. i haven't paid to get their hair done in like forever That's she's incredible. 15 she taught herself how to braid and do all that stuff like sewings and all that from youtube wow that's incredible yeah so to see that is lit, but then on the flip side, you have these fake entrepreneurs. I've hung out with dudes that wear suits every day, suited up, don't do shit, just walk around in suits and just talk wow. shit and go on Instagram. Like, and they don't do anything. It's crazy, man. And that's entrepreneurship is sexy now. So now it's like more of a front or a hustle than actually people doing shit. There are yeah. people who will pull up to your event and say it's their shit because you so low key. Yeah. And your name's not on it. They'll be like, oh, yeah, like, come through my shit. This is my joint. Like, we did this and so on. And they'll they'll take all the credit for your shit. People thinking they lit. Meanwhile, you're somewhere in the back killing yourself, working right. to to build up the next joint. Yep. Man, it's, man, it's crazy out here. It's crazy out here. But that's, you know what's so interesting to say that, too, especially with time. When I realized, too, especially through COVID time when everybody had to be inside, um... What saved me during COVID time was my relationships. Yeah. And I learned that, and I still feel this way to me having my relationships, I will never go broke mm -hmm. just because of the relationships I have. Um, and I learned that through COVID. I learned that, like, because I remember Ryan Leslie said, like, yo, he was like, yo, this was years ago. And he was just like, yo, people talking about they hustling, they want it. But how many emails did you send today? When the COVID, everything shit. And, you know, about, about that point in Jim society, we were an agency. Um, our services were around cultural strategy, um, um, influencer marketing content. But specifically, what we were really known for was our events. You know what I mean? Because we started as a platform, right? We were doing all these events and I remember. panels and all that. So primarily, we were events. Before when COVID happened, and wow, I don't even think I've talked about talk about this with anyone. When COVID happened, I remember we had like we were going back to Bermuda to do another conference. We had Bermuda coming to New York, working with coming to New York to do double conferences that year. Um, we were producing festivals and that, and that, and the shit shut down. You know what I'm saying? And I remember like just like yo fuck. And after I went through that, where I just stood away from social media. I think everybody was killing it. Not everybody, but like a lot of people came up during that time, like mm -hmm. especially with like a lot of organizations was getting investments because, you know, George Floyd stuff happened, God right. bless, and you know, everybody wanted to, you know, give money to black people around that time. A lot of people came up. I was I was kinda like on the outside around that time, bro, I was just so I, I just needed space from social media, everything. I was I was I just wanted a break. I wasn't mm -hmm. on it, da 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 da. Long story short, I just remember to get back busy, to get back um in in good business shape email after email man i found out you know all the relationships that i built up 
before COVID, from years ago, all the seeds I planted all manifested themselves to mean so much more during this time. I only survived during my, through my relationships. You know what I mean? That's why I take pleasure in being low kid. I have no problem. Like I love, like, I broke, mm-hmm. I, I broke a lot of partnerships now. And That's like, the most fire shit, though. I, bro, I love that shit, bro. And it, I just realize, and I and I love the fact that through the power of my relationships, I will always be able to take care of my family. And that's that's what it's all about, though. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. Like getting the bags of that. At the end of the day, it's all for taking care of my family and myself, right? So, like, and I learned that like um, the relationships are key, and that's one thing now. And now in this new iteration of who Travis Weeks is, who Driven Society is, and how I show up is I'm always trying to expand my relationships with the right people and put the right people in place, you know what I mean? And connect the right people. Because when I connect the right people, man, beautiful things happen. I have a project right now with a big brand where I just called up a friend like, yo, I know you're doing this, da 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 got this brand. How about we do this? Your travel, da da Got you. Boom, 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 boom. Have a call next week to talk about what the investment levels are. Gonna be. You know what I mean? She, it's just a bag for her out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, and I've done this now multiple times. I had a call with um, another big movie studio last week. Da da da. She's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you from yeah when you was working with HBO." Da da da. I remember. Boom boom boom. Yeah, we got this thing. Da 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 da. I'm like, "Yo, wow! All the work that I did, I wasn't even like." Think about the people who I met who've heard right. the work I've done. All the shit you're telling me, like, and that's the crazy thing. I'm like, dog, I already know. I've seen it. Like, yeah. I mean, of course we're doing the pod, so people have to listen. Whatever. I'm yeah. like, dog, I've been. I don't be on no like weirdo rider shit. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna bump into him, but like everything he's doing is lit. Like Respect. all the driven that, society man. shit I thought was fire. Appreciate that fan for real, man. And um yeah, that part that part of the game just like I was really I, I was pleased with man. And I realized that like, you know, that that quote is cliche, but it's very real, man. Your your network really equals your yeah. net worth. You know what yeah. I mean? Like for all the real estate you've done, all the media you're into, all the areas you've been able to dabble you've been able to like you know keep a strong ass network you know what i mean and it's been leading you to more and more opportunities more wealth for your family and that's why you can move the way you move i i try not to i don't know i i try not to be a weirdo because like i'm maybe i'm a I feel like I'm an introvert that's just really good with people. Mm. So I can deal with people in bursts. Like I could go to a corporate event or I could put on on set or do whatever in this like burst for like two or three hours. And then after two or three hours, like I'm like exhausted. Like I got to I got to get the fuck away from all y'all. I got to go. There are (laughs) times where we'll do an event. I remember and this is kind of like I kind of hit a wall during COVID. I could relate because like in the beginning of COVID, I kind of felt depressed. Yeah, because um, we were coming off of we do the events I was telling you about. We did like boutique gaming events. Mm, I remember that. And we did uh, Game Crunch in Miami. And I wish we took more pictures because our wow. photographer dropped out. But like it was so lit. We we're so busy running around like managing shit. Wow. It was it was so lit. And then Microsoft, I guess they had a couple people down there, and they were like, "Dog, we heard everything about it." We want to do more of these. We want to get into this partnership with you. We need to plug you with the Dolphins. We want to do more boutique events. We want to like curate stuff, wow. all this stuff. They're like, and they want to shift more into like these experiential situations. So they're like, anywhere we have like a presence, you could go there and do whatever the fuck you want, and we'll we'll back you one hundred ten percent. So I'm like, 
this is lit. So now we want to do these boutique events. We're planning on doing New York, London, like coming off of Miami, which is fire. Yeah. But the Miami thing, even that, I remember doing the event and all these people popped up. I remember Marshawn Lynch walked in and it was it was lit. People were playing video games. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I, I'm, all right, later. Like, I'm out. And they're like, oh, it's your event. I'm like, nah, this nigga's here that figure. Like, it'll yeah. fizzle out on its own. I'm good. Right, right. I got to get the fuck away from everybody. Yeah, I hear you. And I just dip. You know what I mean? So I just hit this wall where it's like, I just don't feel like being around anybody right now. Yo, I actually relate to that, man. And, you know, and it's it's so interesting about that. It's so funny because our social media where if you're not posting, they feel like you're not getting to it. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that, you know, you know, we just got to live with. But I I, I totally relate to that, man. That quiet money. I love that shit, man. That quiet money. I I like to, I want to be known. I always say, I always want to be the known by the people who are known. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I want to be known by the important people in, in the room. I'm not trying to be... I don't need to be known by... I don't get anything from that. I want the people, the owners, the, the, the people who are really moving and shaking. I want... When they see me, they be like, okay, oh, yeah, that's that guy. Like, you need to holler at him because, you know... Word. Shit, he, he makes shit happen. Like, that. Like that's that's what I always cared about. You know what I mean? Like, I've evolved to that point, and um, that's how I plan on living my life. I fuck with that. Like, I mean, the people I look at that it was dope because I really there's a handful of people that I I I want to meet. I've met some of them and they're not famous by traditional standards. Like um, you got your Steven Victor or like yeah, um, yeah. I remember when I met I um, Biggs and I was hyped because growing up, I was never like all the all my friends rapped and did all the other shit. I was never that guy. I was always more interested in like logistics. So I would always be like, oh, yeah, if you pop, I'll be your manager type dude, right? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So Biggs and Dame kind of created this space mm-hmm. in hip hop for people that weren't yeah. rappers or entertainers or whatever. Absolutely. So I always keyed into that. That was always like my thing. Yeah. So like, I always fucked with the low key shit. Like, oh, like you guys want to be LeBron, but like, who's writing his checks? That's right, the right. nigga I want to. Talk to or meet or whatever's going like, on with like that. Rich Paul, the Rich exact Paul's the word. Steve of the game. A hundred ten percent. I always love how see, and I study his model or whatnot, how he came up, and um, I just thought it was dope, like him working with Nas and him getting the brand deals for like the Pusher and all, like like you know how you know he got the person who who wrote the Martin Martin uh show theme song, like you know, yeah, that I was his know deal. That. Yeah, like you know how he. Because, you know, he was running the, I think I believe he was at Interscope, if I'm not mistaken. And then he realized, like, yo, all the opportunities on the advertising side. And he's like, yo, nah, let me jump over here. And he used his relationships, his cultural insight, leveraged that in advertising marketing. And then, you know, it went crazy. You know what I'm saying? You can't really lose, especially, you know, if you understand the power of culture. Back then, yeah. they didn't know that shit. You know what I'm saying? And he already had the relationships that were arm left to him because he came from the music label side. So mm-hmm. it's almost like now when you see a lot of sometimes these music people music executives are going into the tech world. You know what I mean? You'll see them at the Apples or the Spotify's or whatnot because that tech bag is something serious. Word. You know what I mean? That tech corporate bag is something serious, but they get to leverage that insight. But he was one of the first. And now you see how he's evolved from, you know, translation being a top-tier um, agency to, like, you know, founding United Masters and whatnot. So yeah, it's dope what he's doing with that. Extremely dope. So, yeah, I feel you 100%. The Stephen Victors, the Rich Paul, the Castac. 
you know, you might get wind of or whatnot. I think Billboard actually just came out with their manager issue. Check it out. I got to check it out, too. No, yeah, I'll check that out. But you get to see, like, the managers, people behind, like, Billie Eilish and all these different artists and whatnot and creatives. And um, you understand that they the ones behind the scenes really mm. pulling the strings, man. Or even, like, if you look at Live Nation, man. Live Nation is an incredible company, man. Live Nation, um, when, you talk, when you look back their story, I think it was just, like, four... And I might correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm remembering correctly, it's like it was like four of the biggest like music promoters, and they came together and decided to start this you know full on you know platform Live Nation. And they you know then you see they bought up all the music venues and and now That's you can't fire. really like you can't you can't really do a tour or a proper festival or concert. It's rare you're gonna see any of these cultural tours that without them involved. From Broccoli Con to I peep because I was like, I feel like because you know the pilot I spoke to you about. I feel like we were like at every festival last year, and I didn't understand how involved Live Nation was until like just moving through like whatever corporate hoops you got jump through to get like accreditation and access and all that. Yeah, globally, you know what I'm saying. Like it's 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 interesting, interesting times and uh, um. Yeah, man, I, I I got and just like you, I can tell like you got the love for the culture and like the uh, just how that intersection between culture, business, and art. Um, it's a really interesting and it's it's a beautiful space and it's a it's an intriguing space. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I love it as much as I once did, um, but I love the way these players, these trailblazers, were able to navigate and get navigate to the get to the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like I studied a lot of them, like even Hove. Man, I remember reading his book and understanding like how genius some of the moves he did. Like, like um, Hove already being an entrepreneur and already being extremely successful and already having you know how many albums he had on his belt. For him to take that Def Jam president job, he didn't have to do that shit, bro. Yeah. That was strategic. That was to gain the relationships, understand how the system works, understand how um. Um, understand who were really the parent companies of the whole thing, right? Because you got. Right now, if we're looking at the biggest labels, um, I think right now it's three of them or two or maybe two or two to three tops that own everything, like Universal Music Group own everything, right? Like right. Def Jam and all of them is under their umbrella, right? And then you got um, Vivendi then that owns all of that, right? So it's like, you know, he took that job to get his, to go to school. That was his college. You know what I mean? To go to college, get the insight. Oh, okay, that's how that plays. Boom, boom. Took their model. We're like, okay, boom. Let's take that model and now let me go start Rock Nation. But let me go start Rock Nation in partnerships with Live Nation, right? Mm-hmm. That's another thing I've also been extremely like fascinated by too is how they never use their own money. They always leverage. I gotta learn how to how to do that better because I'm always jumping in like head first. I I remember because you know we talked about the real estate thing. Yep. And initially jumping into it. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to own it. Like, worst case scenario, my kids will own it. And they're going to have it. Like, I don't want to own nobody. I'm going to just do whatever. And then rocking with... Because, I mean, I had mentors, but I kind of just... While I was still learning, I was like, I don't want to wait. Like, fuck it. And this was during COVID that I went hard body with it because I didn't have anything else. I had to lock into something because I was so disappointed. Because, you know, again, we're coming off the the um, Super Bowl shit and it was so lit. We yeah. were planning on doing stuff for All-Stars and all that yeah. and then everything got shut down so now I'm just in the crib drinking and ordering DoorDash every day watching TV. So, like, my body felt weird just sitting still. I was like, I gotta do something. 
Yeah. So like I literally just flew out to Illinois, wow. cold as shit. And just, I didn't know anybody out there. I just knew they was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's good to invest. And I was like, I right, bet I'm going to buy a ticket. I'm seeing it like in a couple of days. Word. And I'm just out there just meeting the real estate agent and like meeting like people who are doing the contra- contracting, looking at houses just in the mix. Yeah. And I jumped a gun a little bit and I'm realizing the guys who really get ahead in that game are using the bank's money and they're leveraging the bank's money and they're doing these flips where... If I could do it over, I'd be like, dog, like, why would I put all, because if shit goes left, like, I'm I'm naked out here, but I was just so, like, I'm not good at doing shit halfway. So I'm just right. like, fuck it, like, let's let's get it done. And that's something we all got to learn. That's an interesting point, man, because it's like, it's true, man. They, they never use their own money. And look at, um, yeah, across the board, across the board. That's something I'm learning even now, and I, think, I find that to be extremely interested in genius. Like, look at Hov. I mean, like, yo, like how he moved, how he he off off um offloaded Rockefeller to become president of Def Jam, which then he still had control right. of Offloader. But then he did a major pivot. It's a very difficult for people to even pivot in these time of days. People always feel like they because they put so much identity in their brands. Hov major pivot. Rock Nation is not Rockefeller. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like partner with Live Nation. I think he got 150 the first deal. Did a deal again, got two fifty again. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, and that's a real story. We look at even and and then how he chose to be president and get that education. Look at what Snoop Dogg is doing right now. Like his last interview Word. with Drink Champs. I was just about to watch that. Great interview. He's a consultant. He's a, a um literally a consultant right now for Def Jam, and he went to Lucius Grange to become a consultant for Def Jam. And that was his strategic to get to get to get the schooling, to get the understanding, to put people in the right position or whatnot. Snoop Dogg don't need to be no consultant for no label, for no mm-hmm. company, he don't need mm-hmm. no check. I don't even know if he even looks at them check. He probably give it to his son or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he went to Lucius Grange, which is who is the CEO of Universal, which Def Jam is under that umbrella. And of course he's not gonna say no to Snoop Dogg. So well, boom, now he's in there getting that schooling, getting that understanding or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's in that, and now he's probably taking everything he knows and understanding how to translate that into the metaverse, right? So, like, how these cats move is just extremely interesting, man. And they all have mentors from Steve Stout. You you hear about his relationship with Ben Horowitz you, and, and their investment um, um, venture capital fund and, you know, how he was able to get Nas and, and, and Nas was an investor in Bevel and how that relationship happened. It just came from being in the same room at the same time and developing an amazing, incredible That's network. Right. That reminds me of when Ye got the, the Louis Vuitton internship. Right. And people thought he was bugging. But niggas, Word. I'm going to school. And no matter what level you're at, you're going to school. If you're trying to get to the next level, you know, you're going to and school. And that's a different that's a different discipline, though. So Exactly. Because people thought I was hating when I was just like, T.I. wants to be a comedian. Like, I almost was like, in my mind, I was like, it's kind of disrespectful. I'm not hating on him being a comedian. Right. I feel like, because as much shit as I do, like, I feel like, yeah, go for it. Right. But I almost felt like it's disrespectful to comedians to be like nah this shit easy i'm gonna i'm master this shit in like right. a couple of months yeah type of thing the people that go into like something with like reverence like kanye mm. being because i mean kanye was still kanye at the time where he said he was getting the louis vuitton internship because i think this was around 808s right and he was like yeah like i want to develop a fashion brand but i feel like i need to learn from the people who do this shit smart i mean 
That's the best way. That's how you, you know, minimize. He's a billionaire now, so I mean, it worked out. You minimalize mistakes. You know what I'm saying? He told him when he tweeted something like he had Jack Dorsey doing his taxes or something. That's how he got that's, it. That's wild. He, like, gave him some game on how to do his thing. He got a crazy, like, yo, when that you That's the craziest flex. How you got Jack Dorsey to Like, yo, when the, I remember paying his interview when he was going crazy and he was talking about these names, he was throwing out these names that I don't even think niggas never even heard of, like yeah. Bernard Arnold. Um, um, on the board or CEO of LVMH, and you just see you just see the pattern, man. Like even a Fenty deal with Rihanna, LVMH, man. Mm-hmm. Rihanna's Rock Nation, man. Hove had that relationship with LVMH. You know what I'm saying the reason LVMH is the same company that bought half of um, Ace of Spades. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I think they gave him how much they threw him five hundred million or something. I like think that, they did to partner with LVMH, which is genius. Because they have all the distribution channels. They already have the infrastructure. That's the one thing I dig and respect about Hove is he's not scared of the right collaboration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about ownership all the time. And Hove got all the ownership, that's but the a right partnership. That's a dangerous conversation for people mm-hmm. that don't know what to do with it. Like, right. owning your shit don't mean nothing if you don't know how to leverage or monetize that. It's It's like a... I mean, I get it culturally because, like... I mean, if you look at, like, African-Americans in general, and I know, like, I feel like I'm monetizing, and I mean, I'm, like, monopolizing all your time, so we could wrap up in a little bit, but... So, good. I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh, um, You look at African-Americans, there's nobody on the planet Earth. We're such a small segment of the global population, but we control everything that's cool. Mm. We dictate everything culturally everywhere. Mm. Like, if you look at, like, right. in in South Korea... How much they love hip hop and how they dress and everything. Very true. They'll anything happening in like Brooklyn or Harlem is fire over there right now. It's like yeah. they they're trying to see like how they yeah. moving out there. I remember that trap band and, and that came out that time. I think it was from Japan or something. That's I remember. It's crazy because I remember um, chopping it up with Webstar and he mm-hmm. was telling us how um, BTS had sampled like chicken noodle soup and like how it's crazy how. Some kid in Harlem is affecting like music wow. in in another country globally, and then you look at the fact that how much of it do we actually own or control? Almost like none of it. It's crazy. So I get the ownership conversation, but then it becomes dangerous to people who is like, "Dog, you got to eat right now," and you don't know what to do with ownership. Yeah. So when Fifty was saying like, "Dog, take the the first deal," it makes sense. Don't completely sell yourself out. Yeah, but. Cause you gotta add like it's even for artists, but I mean you gotta have you gotta add value to your masters. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if your masters don't mean shit and you own it, fuck that mean. If you never created no hits or whatnot, da da. Shit, you may think your music is gonna translate or whatnot. But I guess to Steve Stout's point, the reason United Masters, the thing is different now is that there's no artist development, meaning yeah. that you're coming to the labels for the most part already kind of lit. Mm-hmm. So your master should already kind of worth something. You know what I mean? In a if sense. you if all you need is infrastructure and distribution that's one thing right right if you're coming into a situation where you start from scratch and maybe you do have talent but you don't have a following and you don't really have any type of social presence or whatever like it makes sense to sign to a label so they can put that work in for you absolutely so you can focus on the creative now don't sell your soul but like make a deal that works for you don't take that advance maybe yeah but do something that make a deal that that works for you for sure. I mean, but like, I mean, it's like how you gonna tell Ray Ray? How you gonna tell whatever? You know, you know, fucking 
whatever rapper from from East New York, whatever. How you gonna tell them like, yo, don't take this? You're not gonna tell anything like that. No, don't take this. Um, a quarter million advance. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, what? You and the kids like, taking the money now, the kids I've I've met that are doing the rap thing or they're doing the drill music, they got it. It's a matter of life and death for these kids. To get it's out. like, fam, if I don't take, if yeah. I don't sign this contract, I might not be here next year to yeah. to do any and, of the stuff you're And they have about. no business man. They don't have the type of team or business managers understanding how to like monetize yeah. all the other aspects. But now with for artists now, like, you got so many like NFTs, right. Obviously, your merchandise. You can develop your own shows. You can create your own show deals and partnership deals. You can do a lot to like monetize your own bread. It's just like how you how you gonna invest that now to get to the next level or what. Now a lot of these, boom, like you said earlier, you took that bread and you invested in yourself. I have a conversation with my clients right now. It's like, yo, y'all getting this bread? Make sure you try to change your mind that like, yo, whatever these checks come when these checks hit. 20% got to put back in myself. 30% got to put back in myself. You keep leaning on, you know, brand partnerships and this and that and that and think that you're already, that they're always going to come in. It's not the way life works. Life is about in anybody's career, any journey. It's always ebbs and flows. There's a time where it's like shit slow down. It's a little slow right now. There's a time where shit is popping. When shit is popping, reinvest in yourself, yo. Do the shit that's right. Reinvest in your, in your knowledge. Reinvest in, um, and this is me even telling to myself because I still, mm-hmm. you know, can improve with that. Um, invest in your, 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 what your, what your platform looks like. Every time you grow, you should be reinvesting yourself. Not only that, does that show, you know, potential business partners that you're serious and mm-hmm. that you're, 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 um, you're invested in your trajectory, but it also gives, you know, if you're a spiritual person, it tells the universe that, like, yo, um, I believe in myself, and this is what I'm trying to manifest. Why should anybody invest in you if you're not willing to? If you're not willing to put money on yourself, why? Like, why would anybody else? Exactly, and it's a scary. It's, it's scary for some of these creators because a lot of them don't have the steady check. Mm-hmm. So when they think they have the bread, they're either like they're trying to hold on to it for survival, but mm-hmm. that's another thing. That's survival. I have a yo man. I got a couple friends, people I know. Um, that are still affected by having that scarcity mindset because they they've had it they haven't had it for so long, you know what I mean? Like I got I got a friend that's like, man, get to it. Got the like yeah. came up crazy through the time. You know what I'm saying? And because of like not having it for so long, you know, you won't you know they won't make those they won't you know spend a little bit more just to have a certain thing. But that that scarcity mindset, that survival mindset legitimately it's hard to break but that might fuck you up because one of the lessons i learned the hard way and actually learned this lesson gambling but i mean entrepreneurship is a like i was wowing with the gambling for a little bit (laughs) but um you've been there that uh that little bit you hold back so it'd be like somebody has a mentality of all right well this may cost 10 bands to get done but i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can't get it done for six yeah that four thousand you didn't put in to get it done lost you to six because it's like it didn't work out anyway right so you might as well have just not did it exactly or just going all the way going you the half way. stepping or you going in halfway or whatever is what fucked it up for you yo that's so real that's very but real. then people look at it it's a self-fulfilling prophecy but then people look at it like damn it wasn't gonna work anyway i'm glad i didn't put all the money in. Yeah. it's like dog you don't understand that little bit you held back is pro- probably would have made the difference I mean, 
how real is that? I know somebody that loves to cut corners, and I, I like, and I was about that life too. I get it. You want to like scale back, keep the bread for yourself, but yo, nah. Like if you're trying to up, if you're trying to get to a certain level, you gotta pay those certain dollars mm-hmm. so it looks like that level. Yeah, and you're operating on that level. You're not gonna be able to like if you have opportunity to use a designer who's, you know. You know, who's extremely talented, came from your your drogas or your, you know, your um, BBDOs or whatever, whatever. Or you could use, you know, the designer that came that, you know, that's good at Adobe. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but he will charge. But you're trying to get a certain, you're trying to convey a certain product to look a certain way. You got to go with the, who's really doing it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there's projects for everybody to spin around. But you got to like, if you want to operate at a certain level, you got to play at that level. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I respect about one thing I, I actually I learned from the yays or um um or even capacities like some people some of my advisors or people who I admire is like yo when they want to play at a certain level or they're thinking do that shit yeah they thinking that they thinking a high level they're not thinking of like yo let me see if we could get away with like seeing if we could no they thinking like I need everybody I, to play at this level. I legit get tight and argue with people on my team when they're like that's good enough I get mad I'm like mm-hmm. dog like but what the fuck are we doing here then? Right. You know what I mean? How like, why Why even pull up? I could have stayed home with my kids. If 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 the timing we're on is good enough, then, like, why why are we even pulling up? Let's go do something else. Totally get that, man. Totally get it. If you're doing something, you got to, like, man, you got to do it at the type of level that you want to be on. Or else you'll always keep chasing it. It'll always be at a distance. And that's something I had to learn. Something I'm continuing to improve upon. But that's very real, man. That's very real. The game, man, the game out here, especially now, man, there's so many ways, so many opportunities to get to the bag. If you have a passion for something, there's so many ways to leverage it, monetize it, um, understand it. If you, if, if, somebody, if you can be patient and you understand how to be creative and you can put the work in like we did, anything's possible, man. And at the very least, you're operating at a space where you can feed your family forever. I mean, as much as like, I mean, I've been at it, dog. I feel like it feels a lot longer than it has because I'll look at like Facebook and be like, four years ago, I'm like, dog, it feels like I've been doing this shit for like 10 years. (laughs) But um, I feel like I'm still getting started. Like, I don't feel like I've made anything or I've made like, I mean, yeah, the kids are eating and they're lit and it's funny to talk about. My kids and we're talking about like shit that's like that I could tell I'm getting old. So like you know I got some plugs now and mm-hmm. like I could pull up to like Hot ninety seven because I know the people up there whatever. So yep. um I remember going up to Hot ninety seven. I took my kids with me. I'm gassed because like the only people I'm legit trying to impress are my kids. I hear that. So I'm pulling up and I'm like. That's lit, right? Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, what's Hot 97? <laughs> I'm so tight, son. I'm like, dog. you're Because they don't even watch TV. They all have flat screens in their room, and they're in their phones or their tablets Wow. on YouTube. They might watch YouTube on the TV, but they're not even watching cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow. they're not. That's not what they're in tuned in. Like, and they probably don't even listen to the radio like that. Either. They never listen to radio. They okay. listen to Spotify, but most of the money they the music they listen to is on YouTube, and most of the content they consume is like short form. So they almost get mm. impatient when they watch movies because wow. they're used to like TikToks or like ten minute, fifteen minute YouTube videos. 
So you half an hour into the movie, and they're like, damn, what's happened? Like, wow. you ain't tell me what happened yet? Like, I've been here for like half an hour. Don't like tell me what happened. Wow. You know what I mean? So they get like, we watched the Batman the other day. They're tight. We're two hours in. And they're like, still? Like, man, like, y'all not sitting like three hour movie? Like, y'all ain't got nothing better to do. You you must have had some free time, Dad. And I'm like, this movie's lit. Like, what are you talking about? It was like, we still don't know who did what. That's they're crazy. still doing like, come on, what happened? Yeah, that's so you know what that got me thinking? I'm going to put this on uh, IG real quick, too. Yeah. I want to um, just get some footage. Um, um, you know what that reminds me, too? Remember that company? There was a company that... Um, Quibi. Why didn't that... Why, why do you think that didn't work? Because they did it the wrong way. It was brilliant. And it was crazy because I have a crazy story behind Quibi. Wow. Really? And I don't even want it to sound like a flex. But... um. Randomly, I'm at CES in Vegas, and I find myself I'm chopping it up with like Wesley Snipes about Quibi, right? Oh shit! And I'm like, dog, like short form video. This is after the Zeus platform came out, okay. and homie, that like you know those mm, guys that Zeus do that, is interesting. They they're killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I knew shit was getting crazy when homie got an Emmy for like short form content. He did like an internet video, and he won like a, a Emmy for it. Mm-hmm. He was like the, I think he's like one of the founders or one of the guys behind um, Zeus. Right. Okay. So I remember when Quibi came out and they came with the billion dollar bag, I was like, they're either going to change the game or they're going to fail like dramatically. And I think it's because they didn't lean into culture or creativity. They just came in with like billions of dollars, people who don't even like touch the culture and they just threw money at people. They were throwing, they gave everybody a bag. Everybody was making a show on Quibi. And none of the money went into like education or marketing or basically having people shift or assimilate into whatever it was. Right. If you look at the way kids fuck with shit now, they're they're picking shit up from other kids. They're picking shit up from YouTubers. They're Oh, uh, okay. Quibi, they they were giving shows to people like, um, and nothing against them, but they were giving shows to people like Stephen Amell and so on and so forth. But it's like, this is a TV star. The guys, the people who are watching television short form content. aren't really watching short form content like that. Yeah. They should have been giving the bag to YouTubers. Oh. Because the that people who sense. are going to be watching this are going, yeah, it, right. it's the people who fuck with that shit. For sure, because millennials and post we not that exactly. really into those short form yeah. films. I remember they tried this like thirty minute film. And I'm like, yeah. am I really gonna be like it's thirty minutes? What am I gonna get out yeah. of that? Like if I'm gonna watch a movie, Work. I want it to be like an hour and some change. That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that. Wow. The people they were giving bags to, their target audience and their target markets mm-hmm. don't didn't really fuck with the medium. So it's like if you're giving George Clooney a bag to do something on Quibi, the niggas that like my dad fucks with George Clooney, the people that fuck with George Clooney aren't going to be watching like, dog, I have a 50-inch TV. Why the fuck am I watching you on my fucking And it's almost built for like mobile. Exactly. It was specifically for mobile. Should have been like Gen Z type shit where they- Exactly. Makes sense. And I think originally the shows on Quibi were shot to play in portrait mode. Oh, okay. Wow. And and I feel like that was a misstep too because I'm like people just turn their phones aside. Why do y'all feel like it's necessary to hold it this way? It was it was just weird. Wow. They had the wrong strategy, man. Yeah. I don't know who they were talking Dog, to. They had billions. And I I think billions the, and of the dollars. dude they brought on to run it was like some dude who was like legacy from I think 
I might be wrong. Disney or something. Oh shit yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. The wrong, some the wrong old guy. Dude, though. They should have brought some young. Yeah. Who understood like you know the shit? But wow, that's crazy. As crazy as it sounds, if they brought on someone like the dude behind like Zeus or whatever like that, yeah. they would have they would have killed it. See, the Zeus, I, I think Zeus is dope. I think what he's built is amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm aligned with the content, mm-hmm. but I love what he's doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, um, I think you know. People take different strategies, you know what I'm saying? I think his strategy was to use, like, you know, obviously, uh, catchy content. Content that's, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's uh, low surface, like, stimulating, but people mm-hmm. watch it and pull in some of these social media stars, you know what I'm saying? And it's genius. Hey. And that's why I love it. That's why I love what he's building and I respect to it. And sometimes you got to take that route to kind of do the shit that you really want to do. 110%. But I feel like he took. The page out of Tyler Perry's play uh, handbook Good point. Good point. because Tyler Perry. If you look at the way Tyler Perry makes his movies, he makes them fast, he makes them cheap, yeah. and they do well. Good point. If Everybody any point. exec at Disney made a movie that had Tyler Perry numbers, everybody get fired. Yeah, for sure. But if you if you spend three million dollars on a movie and you make fifty, yeah, that is that's massive. And you're doing that back to back to back, and you're and you're cranking them shits that's out. That is billion dollars now. That is fucking amazing so now dog like that is amazing yeah and the fact that he's able to take the ownership to the level of there's already this mass exodus from hollywood where people are like it doesn't have to happen here people are going to georgia people are shooting new york people are shooting jersey yeah so him having this large studio in atlanta as almost this base where if you're fucking with films in Atlanta, to some degree, you kind of have to go through him a little bit. Mm. Is is lit? Super genius. That was a smart move. And then you look at the Zeus dudes, and of course, I mean, dog, it's definitely low hanging fruit. But then yeah. you look at the target audience. Most of the people watching this stuff, if you look at like, um, like my sister loves um, what's his name, um, Country Wayne. Like oh, he yeah. he does these episodic things on like. He's funny. Yeah. Mad funny. Shiggy, matter of fact, because I fuck with Shiggy and I'm from New York, I feel mm-hmm. like he need a show on there, but continue. But Wayne does it in a way where it's like the shit's consistent. Not everybody's built for like a lot of the influencers I know that do skits, they they do the shits really quick to get a bag and then they they're they're outside. Yeah, yeah. Like Wayne treats that shit like a job. He's putting family on, like it's a whole world he's Smart. built. Where it's like there's an episode dropping like two episodes a week or some shit, and mm. you get caught up in the story. It's not one skit. They take the premise and they stretch it out, right, and right. it's like this ongoing story, and people are watching mm. every day. He got crazy back from, from Facebook. Like, I'm not even going to like go into numbers, but he got crazy back Rained from it? Facebook. That yeah. Wild. Wild back from Facebook. Tell me, uh, tell me offline. Yeah. I want to hear that. So, when you look at what creatives are able to do in that space, the the target demographic, like women, love that stuff. They're going to be, they're on their phones, they're on the go, they're they're watching stuff. It's funny or whatever, appealing to like the VH1 audience and pulling the the stars from there and creating shows like that. I think one of the first shows they did on Zeus was with like Black China, and it kind of grew from there. And like I feel like it's going to get a point to a point eventually where they're going to be able to diversify their content enough. To like appeal to more audiences, but for now, like if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's the thing about low hanging fruit. If you if you bite it, it's yeah. still sweet, right? 
Dog. Like everybody's eating off of that. And they're killing it right now. Like yeah. when I when I pulled up to a friend's house and I saw they had the Zeus app on their TV, I wow. was like, Oh yeah, that's that's fine. I remember I saw his breakfast club interview. He's looking like he's looking for a, a B. Yeah. At B if they you know, if they talking acquisition, which I'm pretty sure he probably already getting offers. It would make all the sense in the world for a studio to get into that and I feel like Quibi was it's like Skype. Yeah. It was done too early. Because Skype, I mean, if you're looking at Skype, Skype is like Zoom. Interesting point. Um, damn, Skype was never purchased nothing like that, right? Uh, Skype was purchased by Microsoft. And oh, I don't know. I don't think they ever did anything with it. And then because I know Microsoft might have spun that into Teams or whatever right. it is. But, like, I think Skype to a degree in terms of use case was very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at Zoom... There's nothing new under the sun. Zoom is just an evolved version or what Skype should have been. So if you look at, uh, uh, what's that called? If you look at Quibi and then you look at platforms like Zeus, I feel like Zeus could be eventually what Quibi should have been. Or you're going to have platforms where like, yeah. this is what you guys were going for. Right, right. You, a billion, and you can't buy, you can't buy your way into culture. You can't buy right, right, understanding. Right. You threw a billion dollars at it and it ain't pop. That's crazy. That's crazy. I want to ask your opinion on something that could be potentially controversial, but it's yeah. not. Um, what do you feel about companies that create, well, individuals who create companies specifically only for black audiences? Do you feel like that's almost like shooting yourself in the foot? It depends. It depends. So I I remember this reminds me of an interview I did a while back where a dude started an app and he was like super pro black, but he he was pro black to the degree where it's almost like anti everybody else. Mm. So it's like, yeah, man, go out and download my app. And by the way, fuck everybody who's not black. I'm like, dog, like that ain't gonna work. That's not gonna that's not gonna work. Now, if you're building something that has black people in mind and it just so happens to appeal to other people, cool. Right. I think the power in that is more so in the intention and less in the execution. Because at the end of the day, to some degree, your brand is going to be determined by the people like watching you. You may have an intent, but eventually other people are going to take ownership of what you created to a degree and do what they want with it. Absolutely. I I feel the same way. I like I, I definitely respect the premise. You know what I mean? Um at the same time, if you are going to take that route, don't be talking about selling now. You know what yeah. I mean? Are we talking about, I mean, you could sell it, but like, what's the point of doing that and then selling it to a corporation that's predominantly, you know what I mean? I mean, everything's like, cool till till the bag, man. Okay. Till the bag pull up. That's why that's why that's an interesting thing. A lot me. of people say what they would do until, like, I mean, not a lot of people see million dollars cash in their face. Like, you don't know what you're going to do until it's, it's there. Then did you really do it for, you know what I mean, the audience? But it is what it is. But you're right, because it's almost like a BET, right? Yeah. He sold to Viacom. He took his Billy. What's his name? Robert um, Bob. Yeah. Uh, I, I know the guy you're talking about. I forget his name. Yeah, he took his Billy and, you know, he moved on. But such is life. You I mean, when it comes down to it, you know. When they sold BET, I remember the, the programming that they were putting out at the time was, like, wild offensive. And I was like, it's not even owned by, like black people yeah and they're just putting out content and it's like if if they kept it they they could have like steered the content but i mean 
it's a business. So at at what point do we kind of understand that all right, the person who put this together maybe didn't intend just because it's called black entertainment television doesn't necessarily mean that it belongs to us as a people. We may feel that way, but this is a business and it has to make sense and people are going to make business decisions whether we like it or not. And it goes to show that maybe we should invest more time in our own platforms and our own institutions versus building up other ones and then complaining when they don't move the way we hope they would move. Case in point, look at Clubhouse. Mm. We made that platform lit during, yeah. and then the the guy who sold that, like it wasn't like he Clubhouse picked got up. Sold? Yeah, he sold Clubhouse. I think he got a crazy bag, or he it's either them. sold it or he IPO'd. Really? One of those. You gotta look it up. Like, oh. I remember he did something, but he got a crazy bag for Clubhouse. And then you look at what Black Twitter does wow. for Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. What what we do culturally for these platforms, and I think the only platform trying to kind of make headway is uh, TikTok in terms of giving ownership to creatives and paying creatives and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, I don't think um nobody closes on this. They got a four billion valuation, but nobody purchased Clubhouse, which is so there was no IPO. No, nah, it was. I think it's too early for it to be IPO unless they don't join like an S pack or something. But I don't. Oh, think they, so uh, it might be like maybe they got like you know like a I don't know what round of funding they're in, but like maybe that was what I read or something. Yeah, when Twitter considered acquiring it, April Pagruna app was valued at four people. It's like, oh yeah, Twitter launched their own spaces. Um, interesting because I, I don't know even know if they're still relevant, but. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of if it's relevant in our community or not, we already gave them that hype. So someone could still pick it up whether or not because they're not in the mix they're just like oh they've been doing these numbers there's no reason to believe why like you know they wouldn't continue there's still people doing shit on clubhouse i never went on there it was never my thing but there are people who do it like i mean i'm not on tiktok heavy but there are people who do it so i don't really like sell out of my own pocket but right we hype up these platforms and then we get upset when they don't move the way we want them to move. But it's like, they didn't, they don't owe you anything. Oh, you should. Man, it's interesting, man. It's interesting because we definitely put that app on the map. And I yeah. remember that. And it's to see where it's just a trajectory and how it kind of dipped off. It just shows you like, man, um, got to kind of be very strategic and whatnot. And know when it's right, when you know, you got to have an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with scaling a company in mind, knowing in mind that you're going to, you know, offload it. You're going to sell it. Yeah. Take the bag and go on. That's the level. That's the space where I feel I'm at right now. I don't want to own, um, you know, this is your podcast, so I keep it real. I got, I'm, what used to excite me in my career, especially having an agency, like what, what, who inspired me was this cat named Coaching Curtis. You're probably familiar with. He owns Team Epiphany, beautiful agency. They do amazing coaching. Yeah, I heard. What, yeah. Um, and, and, and he always inspired me, especially coming up and whatnot. And um, and but where I'm at right now, I'm more inspired right now to own multiple businesses. I'm less inspired now to just continue to create activations and and um campaigns or whatnot it's still a part of me that's deeply interested in and loves that space um but now i've like you know i've peeked behind the curtain Mm. i'm really really inspired of like continuing to build businesses platforms and helping creatives and talent you know what i mean build their own brands and whatnot and 
back to our conversation earlier, how we started the conversation, what I'm saying, like, when I learned how there's different types of entrepreneurs and different type of people, like, um, and I think you may be able to relate to this, is, like, um, once I've conquered something or I've, like, peeked behind the curtain and I've gotten to a certain or whatnot, I always, I'm always find myself going more just floating, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Floating into spaces that I want to create impact in. Mm -hmm. And I realize I just don't want to be known for one thing. I don't want to be in a box, you know what I mean? Like if, if Hove was able to pivot and, you yeah. know, start a, a agency, a management company, a, 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 um, you know, have products from champagne to, you know, app services or whatnot, like I feel like that's the next chapter, the next page I'm turning in. And that's what... I'm excited about for the next like ten years, and I think for I me, definitely think you could do it. I appreciate you, brother. And I feel like every decade I'm gonna go through that level of this transformation, and that's something that's new to me. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the ride I'm on right now, man. So that's why I'm like, I appreciate you inviting me to your podcast for me to share, just you know, a little bit of my story, and for us to have like just this really healthy and um, productive conversation about like what the space looks like and how we both have you know, evolved and um, because this is going to lead to the next conversation we have and how we've grown from there. So I want to keep this, keep this a thing because like you said, somebody's listening, somebody's seeing and they're inspired by it. It's crazy how much we have in common because like I'm always on to like the next frontier and like some of the shit I want to do isn't even in relation to like entrepreneurship. Mm. So like for the longest, I want to, um, I want to build a school in Haiti, right? Like oh, that's phenomenal. a... That's a aspiration of mine. And I'm like, all right, as as soon as I get to X point, I'm going to shift focus because um, I have this wild idea. And I'm going to tell you about some of the entrepreneur. I mean, the um, philanthropy and shit like that we're, we're trying to put together. But um, I told myself after like my first million, like if I the day I wake up and I got like a million liquid. Because, I mean, it's one thing to have, like, a million dollars in real estate or yeah. whatever. But, yeah. like, the minute I have a million liquid, I'm going to take a year off and, like, go to, like, culinary school or some shit like that. I love that. I love and it's just, that. like, I just want to – I love watching shows like Top Chef. And I'm like, dog, I want to be able to, like – Yeah, I love Top just Chef. Just do that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm learning all these terms. I'm, like, a foodie. I'd be going, like, I'm a restaurant snob, dog. Oh, shit. You got to put me down yeah. on what's, what, what restaurants is popping in Jersey. Dog, I'm a – all right. It's about, to, it's about to be lit. It's crazy because, like, you have people who, like, go to, like, a Nobu, and I feel like that restaurant's kind of overhyped. Don't get me wrong. Like, food's cool, but, mm -hmm. like, I'll go to a place that costs half as much, and the food is, like, so much better. Yeah. Like, in terms of, like, technique, flavors, all that shit. And mm -hmm. I was just like, I want to learn how to – do all this just to be able to do it just try something new that's incredible. take a year off maybe go to culinary school in like france or raise my kids in italy for a year and just that's go to culinary school and do some i just want to do some just live and yeah. do shit yeah you know what i mean that's dope and you will do it man you're more than capable man and that's what i like to hear man like we you know god's given us you know so many gifts while we have this experience here man let's let's live them all out if we can yeah. you know while we and have you don't have to be one to thing it. man that's 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 yeah. that's the space I'm in. Like you, you don't, man. Yeah. You don't. You can pivot as much times as you want, as long as you're being real. It's coming from someplace real inside of you. That's all you need. And I mean, that's a good place to wrap. I mean, yes, I appreciate sir. you coming out, fam. And um, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Right. Um, blessings, man. Thank you for having me, man. To the next one. Word. All right.
Yes, sir. That was dope. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Catalyst Case. This is Reg, and you're listening to Thought Hack.